This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin. The only problem I'm going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. Yo, 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 what is good, NBA draft fans? It has been a minute, but your boys are back. The Wolves of Ball Street, your favorite draft analyst, favorite draft analyst. It's the Draft Act, NBA Draft Show on the No Ceilings NBA podcast feed. My name is Corey Tulva. I am here, as always, with my dude, Albert Garbage Time. Gim, ladies and gentlemen. Albert, what's going on, man? I, I don't even know if I remember how to do this anymore. Um, but I'm really excited to be back. We haven't potted in. I, I think the last time we did a pod was like June something. It's been a really, really, really long time, but it feels good to be back. And I think we needed a vacation. I needed a vacation. Um, obviously a lot's been going on with us, um, you know, behind the scenes as well as, you know, with us just needing a summer break, but it's great to be back. I'm excited to be back and I'm excited to talk some hoops, man. And like, this is going to be a really, really fun, weird class to talk about it, but I'm excited to be back on the grind. So, and also, Hey, good to see you, Corey. Haven't yes. seen you in forever, dude. It has been a minute. And uh, I mean, it's been a minute. We've been, you know, talking a little bit. I feel like everyone's in, in throwing some stuff out into the group chat, but not really like, jumping into the pool head first you know we're just dipping our toes in the group chat to get a feel because this is going to be a crazy draft like you said there's everyone's going to have an opinion on guys that differs from the next we're starting to see some boards leak out and um you know in that i think you know it's getting everybody to really start having the itch to to cover this class in its entirety so i think we decided on covering three prospects. Um, I think that's probably the direction we're going to go for like uh, up until the regular season starts. And, you know, we have some real film to dive into um, going into, you know, their draft seasons. This is all high school AAU stuff. And we chose to cover uh, UConn's Stefan Castle, uh, North Carolina's Elliot Cadeau and Ohio State's Scotty Middleton. Um, and it's going to be a little different than our normal show where we go really, really deep and in depth. We are going to do some film breakdown, but this is really just to prepare you, the listener, or you, the viewer, if you're watching, um, for the class ahead and allow you to form your own opinions. We'll tell you what we think of these guys. It's early. Our opinions are going to change drastically. Um, so no more stalling. Out of those three guys, is there anybody that you think you want to cover first? Um, well, Corey, it's it's been a while since we've done one of these, and obviously, this is, as you as you mentioned, this is going to be a little bit of a different flavor, a little different 
level of depth. But um, I think it's cool for us to talk about Scotty Middleton because he's a guy that you threw out pretty early and you were really into him. And then, you know, once you got into him, I was like, shoot, let me let me find out. So I, I have no problem starting there. All right. I can most certainly get down um, with a little Scotty Middleton. Uh, Scotty Middleton is somebody who's not quite on the radar uh, just yet, but I really think that he is going to be. Um, he is a six foot seven inch wing out of, uh, he's spent the last two seasons at Sunrise Christian. Um, he's got good length. And I just think that he's a really interesting prospect. And when I think about, you know, the, the type of guys that NBA teams want, he is kind of the guy that I think would really be valuable um, to NBA teams. So, you know, before we get into like some film and, and whatnot with with Scotty, um, what were your overall like first impressions, you know, about his game um, after, you know, kind of hearing me, you know, pontificate about him a little bit? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <sighs> no, I, I, I think initial reactions for me. Oh, am I? I mean, maybe it's just my mic. Uh, can you guys hear me? Corey, can you hear me? Oh, that's weird. I have everything plugged in. Uh, uh. Um, I, I think for me, uh, my initial reactions to him, to Scotty Middleton, love the size, uh, love the size skill kind of combination there, um, with his size and length and ability. I think there's a lot to like. Um, I think for me, the initial thing that I, I liked from watching his film was he seemed like a guy that wasn't afraid to kind of step up and make something out of nothing. Uh, when things were kind of stagnant and the uh, sunrise couldn't really do much. I, I like that. He was like, look, give me the ball and I'm going to go and try to make something out of this. Um, mm -hmm. with, and that's me saying this without, it's not like a sub tweet to the other guys on his team. Cause you know, there are other big name guys on his squad, but I just thought Middleton was like, Hey, you know, in a moment where we needed a basket, I'm going to go and I'm going to get, take the ball in my hands and make something out of it. And I think those are the types of guys where even if they're a little raw or a little rough around the edges, uh, you like the mentality, um, and then you you start to think about, okay, like uh, he's going to go a level up. Um, obviously, the physique and the build and all that stuff is going to improve. Strength is going to improve. Even like the minor, smaller, finer details are going to get more, you know, tuned up and stuff. Then you can get excited. And so I think with like a base 
platform foundation, him having that size, skill, and then mentality, I, I could totally understand, Corey, why, why he started to get excited. Yeah, so let's uh, let's show a little bit of what Scotty Middleton is about. And this is a guy I've thought has been the best prospect on his team for two years running, and he played with Grady Dick. He played with uh, Buzelis this year. And every time I watch Sunrise Christian, I just went, hey, this Scotty Middleton kid is pretty good. And, um, you know, I think he's got some deficiencies or maybe the reason that he's not getting mocked the way that I think he should. But ultimately, I think what he brings to the table is just super intriguing. So um, this first possession that that we're going to see from Middleton is just what can he do when he doesn't have the ball? And immediately, this is a kid who is going to space the floor. I think that arguably he's the best shooter uh, in this class, it's smooth. I mean, he's got great touch on that thing. It's just, it's a quick release. You know, it's everything you kind of want to see. And, uh, you know, I looked up uh, his synergy numbers over the last two years at, at Sunrise Christian, and um, he's knocking down 42% of his threes over a two-year sample, which is big-time stuff. Um, you know, we see here, little run out and transition, get to the spot. Boom. And splash. So, you know, it, it's not like, you know, even in catch and shoot scenarios, does he have to be stationary as a shooter? Um, you see, he's going to be, you know, he has some versatility to that shot. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. And I, I like the nice high release. Um, stuff all looks good. I, I think once again, and you know what, Corey, I, I do want to kind of preface all this by saying what you touched on before, whether it's Middleton or Cadeau or Castle, we talk about later. Um, what we're going off of right now, this is all super preliminary stuff. Um, this is all going to change over the course of the next, um, no, no, uh, just under a year, right? So I'm excited to see the development, but I, I'm with you, man. Middleton with him, the, the jumper is very real. Um, obviously, he's got some off the dribble stuff as well that I know you're going to highlight pretty soon. But simply off of what you're saying here with the catch and shoot stuff, it looks good. Nice quick release, high release, a lot to like. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not just even like catch and shoot in the traditional sense. I think he's got, um, you know, some other kind of like DHO, you know, this mm -hmm. big time stuff for the NBA. You know, he he has to get that little extra dribble in there at, at the end there. But even yeah. still, um, you know, you see like he's got good size and he's got that quick release. So like it's just something like I think when you're doing scouting this earlier, like what is a translatable skill? Um and to me, like right away, like Scotty's one of the best shooters in the class. Um, now, I think that when you look at Scotty and you go, all right, he's this great shooter. Uh, so why isn't he, you know, talked about like that? I think people see his build, his physique. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a little bit of like the off the dribble stuff. I think some people might be a little bit more skeptical. Um, I think, you know, his handle is a little bit stiff almost yes, um yes. you know he's like a little upright he has some bend um and his handle's okay but like you know you're gonna wonder about like the space creation of it all you know you see on on this possession here you know he's gonna get the ball at the wing top of the key area um and the handle there's just not a ton of creativity to where he's taking Kwame Evans who's you know long mobile defender and he's not really baiting him in any direction to create space. So, you know, it, it's a it's a hard look there. But I think that he has shown 
you know, different avenues in which he can knock down shots off the bounce. And they're so young. And Scotty, Scotty's a little older for his class, but he also started basketball a little bit later. So, uh, you know, I, I don't. And, and last year, Brandon Miller was also a guy who was a little bit older for his class. He went number two overall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see here, you know, he's capable of knocking shots down off the yeah. bounce. That's in rhythm, off a screen. Hey, if he if he needs some screens instead of breaking guys down one-on-one, that's fine. Um, it's, it's still something that he looks fully capable of doing. And I think we're going to see in some of the mid-range stuff, he's maybe a little bit more comfortable getting to those areas and self-creating. But... He he has this uh, this three point stuff off the bounce that's developing. One more um, that I'm going to pull up, which is him uh, coming off in semi transition here. Which you know this is a harder shot than it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shooting this off the bounce. So uh, you know, just a quick pull up gets to yeah. a spot right over Liam McNeely. I don't know. It's pretty smooth, man. No, I'm with you. And for our listeners out there, I want to say that Corey is clearly in uh, midseason form. Um, doesn't take breaks. The man is an absolute grinder. And um, you took about five of the points that I wanted to make about Middleton and what he's doing right now, but or what he was doing in Sunrise. But I'm with you. I think uh, the stiffness and the kind of uprightness reminded me a little bit of what well, not that you know it's exactly the same but little hints of like thon maker back in the day it's <laughs> like damn like why is he just always standing upright but um i'm with you Corey. like it, beyond that um and it's not as bad as thon maker um but there is some fluidity to him as you mentioned in passing that some of the mid-range stuff i thought was actually really impressive for him um even in that game against uh link where they lost you know i thought you know there are a couple of possessions there where he took some really tough shots that's a really nice shot little snatch step back three-pointer really nice one but i'm with you dude i I think with middleton right now as you said Corey, because we're in the stage that we are in right it's um august 2nd right now it's really really early um we kind of just have to see what these guys are doing in high school that we think they could do on the next level and then the level after that and you just have to start to project like you know with more strength um, tighter handle, a little bit more flexibility. Maybe he gets to Ohio State and he starts doing some yoga. Um, my <laughs> wife got really into hot yoga this summer while she's been on uh, summer break. So maybe Scotty Middleton does some of that and he improves upon some of that uh, flexibility and mobility. But I'm with you, man. Like a lot of the shots that he was taking and making were not easy jumpers, dude. These are really tough makes. This is against Link right here. Look at that shot. Nice. Nice little pull-up in the mid-range. And like we mentioned before, like because he has the size too, right? Like this becomes a really difficult jumper or a play to to guard if he's going to continue to develop that handle and uh, continue to be a high-level shot maker. So I'm right there with you, man. He's, he's clearly a really intriguing prospect. But of course, I think we're saying all this by saying um, we also want to see him continue to improve want to see him continue to work on his game and tighten up some of the stuff in in college and then but then also Corey, i wanted to say like with middleton and sensible the year before and branham the year before ohio state they just got they have an eye for these uh wing perimeter scorers man and uh he's just going to be next in line i think this season for them and it should be a lot of fun to watch yeah that was honestly going to be the next point that i brought up is just that like we keep getting um, almost surprised by these Ohio state guys Mm -hmm. uh, and by mid, you know, draft cycle, we're like, Oh, 
these guys are legit. They could play. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that both uh, Branham and um, uh, Middleton and, and Bryce, oh. they mm-hmm. uh, Bryce and, and Branham, rather, they were allowed to operate in the mid-range. Right. Like, uh, you know, some teams shy away from that a little bit. Like Alabama was a team that, you know, tried to shy away when they could. Ohio State kind of lets guys, you know, operate in areas where they're comfortable. And I think that's going to be really beneficial. The difference is, you know, Middleton's bread and butter really is that three point stroke. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he has that, too. So it it is a modern game. But, you know, even this. um this possession that we're going to watch with Scotty where he, he's going to ultimately miss this shot, but it's nice. that's, that's a nice mm-hmm. move with the, with the, you know, between the legs snatchback, uh, and he gets a clean look over Cooper flag. And I think it's yeah. interesting that that's how Montverde guarded Scotty. They put Cooper flag who, you know, the, the mm-hmm. next great prospect <laughs> and who do you put on him? You want to put on your defensive stopper. And, you know, to me, that means something, right? You know, he wasn't guarding Buzelis. Yeah. He's guarding Scotty. So to me, that that ultimately, you know, it does mean something, if not everything, too, is that other teams might be like, hey, Scotty's the guy we need to stop. Yeah. And, and Corey, I do want to say, you know, last draft cycle, when we were watching Brandon Miller preseason, we thought, damn, maybe, you know, he's going to continue to show off some of that mid-range stuff in Alabama. Uh, ultimately, he ended up taking a lot more threes uh, than we expected. And I think part of that was the context that he was in. And along those lines, you know, maybe, you know, for Scotty, maybe he's more comfortable. His bread and butter is a three. But being at o- Ohio State in that different setting, maybe he does continue to work on that mid-range and developing that aspect of his game. And then we're talking about, you know, in the same way where we were surprised at Brandon Miller and his shot died at Alabama. Maybe we get a little surprised by Middleton at Ohio State. And then, you know, we really start looking at him as like a, like a bona fide three level score. So it could be interesting. I agree a hundred percent. He was also a really good finisher. Yeah. Uh, he was 66% at the rim, 55% in the half court, you know, that's pretty good. And, you know, he's not like um, super bouncy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not, you know, super bursty, which is another reason I don't think yeah. that he's getting a ton of love. Cause I don't think he's like highlight play guy. Um, but, like you said, like, look, I don't think Scotty Middleton is necessarily going to go number two in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have him in my preseason top five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I've, to me, it, and a lot of it has to do with the class. Like, I wouldn't have had him in the top five of last year's class uh, in the entering the preseason. Um, but in this one, I do uh, because I don't really believe in the guys at the top all that much yeah, to be completely yeah. honest, especially the guys that who are getting, you know, typically mocked in that top three. And all I'm saying is there is a world that Scotty does ultimately play himself in that direction. He shoots 38, 39, 40% from three on good volume shows off some of that three level scoring. Brandon Miller was on the first draft deck uh, post of the year on the draft rankings on the IPO. He came in at 16, I believe. You know, so we have to kind of uh, remember that, you know, these guys, this is just rankings from a couple of outlets that have watched a little bit and college context and opportunity is going to play a role. And I think if Scotty gets the opportunity, I think he's going to get at Ohio State, he is going to play himself into uh, the opportunity to, to be one of these big time risers. 
Yeah, no, I 1 million percent agree with you, man. I, I I think that's the reason why I brought up the name Brandon Miller because of his trage- his trajectory last season in college basketball. He wasn't a guy, as you mentioned, that was ranked super high, but, you know, with his size and ability. And then also you even just mentioned the athleticism, Scotty Middleton, him not being a bursty, super athletic guy, but he's got skill and he's got size and he's got ability. And so that finesse aspect at that size is really, really valued uh, in the NBA, as we saw Brandon Miller go number two. So with all that being considered, I think Middleton, obviously, Corey, right now, we're not trying to make the argument that he should go number two, right? We don't have, we. Don't, I don't think we have a concrete opinion on anything in terms of the 2024 class yet, but I like the point that you're making because just because, you know, we, we have different outlets saying that Buzelis or Holland or whoever needs to go number one doesn't mean that's going to be the case in June of 2024. So um, I, I'm, I'm 100% there with you. And I think um, this is the type of stuff where, you know, we record a pod like this in August and six months from now we turn this back on and go, damn, like maybe we were on to something. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I want to, only play a couple more clips um, because we talked about his finishing. Um, I think that, you know, when you see that lack of handle, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be one of these guys who gets all the way to the rim a ton off his finishes, but I, I think that he's a type of guy that plays well off of others. And so I think he's going to have, you know, uh, the opportunity to get a lot of easy baskets. Um, he moves off the ball really well, right? Like he's going to get opportunities to go back door and score off cutting opportunities. And that's where I, where I think his efficiency, um, he's going to be able to make use of it and, and, you know, be a, a solid finisher, even if it's not super duper creative in that regard. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, Corey. I feel like this is the type of stuff. And also, Corey, like I think the ultimate point that we're both trying to make, I think you especially trying to make, is that uh, this class, preemptively once again, this class, at the very top of this class, we're not talking about Victor Wemba. God bless. Woo, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about like a Victor Wimbanyama or a Scoot Henderson or maybe not even a Brandon Miller, right? So with that being the case, if, you know, we don't have that type of franchise changing number one type of option in this class, then a guy like Middleton then can enter this type of space because of his ability and to play, you know, with others and to be a complimentary piece. So I get for some people, like the headline might be like, oh my God, how does a guy like this get... uh, end up in your preseason top five well we also have to understand the context once again which is important but going back to the finishing corner i'm right there with you i think he's really gonna as he continues to show off the outside shooting he's a guy that even in high school was able to show that he could leverage the threat of that shot into opportunities at the rim and even if he can't you know get his head at the rim and absolutely demolish dunks all the time even from the clips that we're watching right here maybe not super bouncy but look at that like that's really good you know him using the head fake and once again the threat of the jumper to get all the way to the rim i think that's the type of stuff that we could see him doing in college as well yeah the playing with pace the little hesitation all the way to the rim really good stuff and then i think you know with with middleton in regards to maybe you know some of the other guys uh that we're going to cover i really buy him as a defender Hmm. you know he's that ideal six seven long he's skinny right now right but but he's just like he can move Mm -hmm. he's got length He's competitive, yeah. you know, he's, he can get up in you, he can guard multiple positions. And so he's just a guy that I think is going to be a two-way guy 
And really, that's what we see are, are what teams are looking for. They're not just looking for wings. They're looking for two-way wings. And and that's Scotty. He, he's got that in him. So you're never going to really have to worry necessarily about this guy getting like played off the floor. I mean, you know, as he develops as a player, um, he has that two-way potential. So baseline for me, it's like, all right, so we're looking at a guy who's going to shoot high volume threes at close to 40% based on his history as a shooter. Um, and he's going to be able to defend like right away. That gives him a pretty steady floor. In my opinion, it doesn't make sense that he hasn't really been ranked, but you know, who knows? Maybe he doesn't get a, you know, the opportunity a ton of playing time this year. I think he's going to, but I really like that two way ability that, that he brings alongside some of the offensive skills. Uh, yeah, I, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head. dude. I, I think for me, I'm actually not concerned about his frame. Like I look at his frame and I think he's going to add muscle. Like I'm more worried about Buzelis, his teammate, than I am about Scotty. Like I look at Scotty's legs and his legs look fine to me. Um, you, you the the where you froze it right now, you see, oh, it's gone now. But mm-hmm. if you look at his back, <laughs> if you look at his back, it's broad enough, dude. And you can tell like he's going to add muscle. I'm not saying he's going to be like swole out of his mind, but in terms of functional athleticism, functional strength, I think he's going to get there no problem. But the most important thing that you're looking for at this level and in college as well is that type of attitude, right? The the mm-hmm. lock in, the focus, the buy in, the effort. That's the type of stuff you're looking forward to. And I think even from the clips that you're showing right here, you see that with Middleton. I, I he maybe it's because of the role that he played and who he played with on that team. But, you know, I never got the feeling of it, like him being like a, a diva and taking plays off and stuff like that. Like he was, he was locked in. He was trying hard, fighting hard, trying to be a good complimentary, complimentary piece. And, you know, if he has that two way ability, that's just going to help his stock a ton. Yeah, no doubt. So I really like Scotty. Like I said, I have him top five right now. Um, and, I feel confident in that. I don't care that he's not on any mocks or any boards or whatever. I'm trusting my my eyes. And I felt like he was one of the more intriguing prospects over the last two years going back and watching him compete and, and play in high-level competition. Um, so I'm really intrigued to watch him at Ohio State next year. Um, all right. Let's move on to uh, our second prospect of the day, um, Cadeau or Castle? Uh, Cadeau. All right. Cadeau's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a, a, a local tri-state area kid. Um, and I think that Cadeau is probably the best playmaker yeah. in the class. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. I am. Um, I, I think the first thing that I wanted to, like in my notes, the first thing that I wrote was like, I feel like he's an absolute alpha um, just from what I saw, um, what I, what else I also wrote, uh, he felt like controlled chaos, mm. um, a guy who at times feels like he's playing at a frenetic pace, but all of it is calculated. If that makes sense. Like he wants Absolutely. to push, he wants to get, you know, he got, he wants to get crazy and wild, but at the same time, like he also knows exactly what he's doing and it's, it really does feel like he's pulling the strings. And I, and I, Corey, I'm not throwing this out there lightly, Right. And I'm not trying to say like make this like a hot take type of thing. But at times in different moments watching him play, there were like some possessions where I'm like, oh, this is a little like Chris Paul. Yeah. 
was mm -hmm. how I genuinely felt because whether it was the timing of the passes, the vision, the uh, the leading of things, also like him seeing things that his teammates didn't. And then mm -hmm. when his teammates weren't there for the freaking genius passes he threw, he'd be frustrated with them. I really enjoyed that too. Like he was making great reads out of pick and rolls and sometimes his teammates weren't cutting correctly or they weren't where they were supposed to be. And he'd be like, what the fuck, dude? You should have been there. Like, I kind of liked that energy from him. But, um, yeah, I'm 100% with you, man. I, I thought it was very, like, it's like he was like a maestro, dude. And, yeah, I love, Corey, that the first <laughs> clip that you play is an alley because this guy throws insane alley-oops. Like, insane. the precision and touch and timing of his alley-oops are insane. Insane. Yeah, he he just, like... I don't know. There's like this ineffable, unteachable thing that certain point guard prospects have. Yeah. And he has it. Yeah. Um, and it's a touch, it's a timing, it's a pace. It's just the, from a passing perspective, he kind of has it all. And I mean, his vision, it's just so like well above his years. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. he's he's doing things um as a high school kid that there are a lot of pro guards that that don't see the reads that he makes um so I, he's one of the more interesting prospects in general um because you see like right here comes down the court makes a beautiful beautiful weak side you know hit to the corner on a rope um you know, with the little hammer action, you know, it's a little set play uh, to get Cameron Carr, who's another guy I really like yes. and think is is, mm. is underrated. Um, I don't know how much time he's going to get this year um, just because um, he's going to Tennessee and, you know, we all know Tennessee. But <laughs> um, when he made, like, Cadeau made Cameron Carr's life easier. He made Jacoby Walter's life easier. I mean, this is another weak side hit. He gets dribble penetration. Like, he's super quick, too. Like, he's quick twitch, and he can make those improvisational reads. He can make reads, um, you know, off of set plays. And that quick twitch ability to get paint touches just allows him to show off a lot of his really fun playmaking potential. And, like, the other thing is, you know, like he doesn't always have to make the flashy pass either. Like he's fully capable of like, Hey, I know that the, the first thing that I need to be able to do is like hit my roll man, you know, and, and have some rim gravity. So everybody has to shift the defense and, uh, you know, he, like this is a really simple little pocket pass, but not a lot of guards can make the pocket pass. <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but it's real shit. Like it's such a simple pass that it's almost a lost art. And I think this is where, when you say some of the stuff that CP3 does, like the fact that he has the versatility, the setup there, you know, to create space and get guys off balance, it's all really nuanced stuff that you don't see from a high school kid. I remember, you know, Kenny Smith saying like you could immediately tell he's the best player on the floor. Even it doesn't matter what his size is. It's just there's something that you feel when you watch him. And it's this winning quality that he brings to the table. And, you know, for all the reasons that, that you stated. First off, I, I hate you because you brought out the Cameron Carr take before me. And um, I like that guy, Corey. What the yeah. hell, dude? Watching him. I'm like, sniper. Oh, so, 
he can really shoot the ball. But like the thing that you mentioned, which is a freaking great point, is that uh, Cameron Carr definitely was able to shine a lot because of Cadeau. Like you, they would run pick and roll action, and Cameron Carr's strong corner, and you could see like the defenders and like the defender in the corner just like absolutely being like tortured. Man, they're like, how the hell do we cover these guys in this action? Like. Yeah, obviously you're not supposed to help strong corner a lot, but like it, it's it's it was really tough to watch the defense just be like, how the hell are we supposed to deal with this? And I, man, I look, I haven't done my preseason top five yet. I just have a long list of names and I keep <laughs> scrambling them all over the place. But I really think Cadeau is going to be a top five guy for me. Like in the same way that you really like Middleton, yeah. I think Cadeau is there for me because, and and I said it before, Corey. Once again, not to be like a hot takey type of thing, but I think it's in you know relation with everything that you said as well. Like the stuff that he's doing, it's hard to not remember or think of Chris Paul, man. Like even this play that you're showing right here with like the quick handle, like the in between tween stuff, and he's getting downhill and throws like just a perfect lob right here. Like who does this remind you of? You know, it has to be Chris Paul with the size and everything. And I really good athlete as well. And the jumper, yeah. like I, 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 I personally believe in the jumper. Like, I think it's only going to get better. I like how like he jumps really high on the jumper too. I, I like it a lot, man. And I think it's what you're saying. I think not everything with Cadeau is going to be, a number or a statistic, a lot of it is going to be influential. I, I think he's an extremely influential basketball player. And that's something that is not always quantifiable in numbers, but, you know, can be felt on the floor in presence and by the teammates. And I think Cadeau is just one of those guys. And, and that that's kind of where I'm landing right now. I think he's an influential basketball player. And regardless of him being like, I look at him, he just looks like Chris Paul's size. Like, I think they're the same height. And I love that he's wearing the number three. So um, I, I I love this player, man. And, and I love these clips that he's showing right now, too. Yeah, I he's going to make UNC a lot of fun to watch. Um, his jumper, I'm a big buyer in. Uh, yeah, I love the high elevation. Like, he knows that, all right, I'm a little smaller, so I got to elevate on my jumper a lot. Um, it's smooth. It's repeatable. He's got, like, these combos, you know, with the in and out, freeze you, splash right over. Uh, you know, that's Miro Little, um, who's headed to Baylor. Like, that's a tough shot, yeah. and it looks easy for him. Um, I totally get the Chris Paul comps. You know, I guess he's probably going to get comp to, you know, a guy like uh, Fred Van Vliet a little bit. Like, and look, the size is a legitimate concern. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when we talk about his finishing, like, that's where you see, like, is he going to be able to finish over length? But, um, just as far as like his ability to go and get a bucket and then mix that up with being able to leverage that to make plays for his teammates. Like this kid is just super talented. I have him in my top 10 as well. Like offensively, a lot of times with his, the way he gets into his shots almost reminds me of Dame. Mm. You know, like these are big names that we're throwing out and like, (laughs) I, I, if he was six four, I think he'd probably unequivocally be my number one player in, yeah. in the class. Uh, even if he was six three, he's listed at six one. I don't think he is. He's probably like five ten or five eleven. I don't know with the hair. Um, but he is a talented shot maker. I was at this event um, in Jersey. Talented shot maker, talented passer, and he's got questions to to definitely answer. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that 
he's going to be fully capable of of answering them. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I, obviously, the size, it, it kind of is what it is. Um, the optimist in me wants to believe that maybe he can continue to grow in college, but um, probably won't happen. But it's okay. It's okay. I, I think he brings enough um, with everything else. And Corey, like the influential stuff that we're talking about with him, I think sometimes all that can overcome size and o- overcome athleticism. But he also is a good athlete as well, which I like. So, um yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what that looks like, you know, what he looks like in UNC uh, with that roster. I'm excited to see what he looks like, um, you know, as the comp- competition gets higher and harder. And um, I think you're going to show so finishing in the at the rim now, which is going to be interesting to talk about as well, because I think he is a good athlete. It shows good touch. But um, yeah, he's going to continue have to continue to work on like the in-between stuff as well, because I think that's a big part of his game that I think uh, is an area of growth. Yeah, this is I think this is like these are the opportunities that he needs to take advantage of where like the bigs are pulled out of the paint a little bit and he could use his first step to kind of right. get into the paint when it's not super crowded. You, you mentioned the in-between game and, you know, that's something that I think is going to be really important for him. Yes. Um, let me pull up the the number here from synergy um he was 44.6 percent at the rim in the half court which is low in in high school and then he was three for 18 on floaters uh for 16.7 percent so he is gonna have to get that in between game down now a low sample on like the floaters but just in general i think for him to really be like a guy who cements himself as a top 10 player as a lottery guy at his height, because we see that NBA teams are afraid. We saw, you know, Kennedy Chandler, Mm -hmm. you know, already had his contract revoked. And this is a guy who had a great command on the game. There was a lot to like about his game, but there was just something, um, you know, uh, where he, he just, it's hard to to have these smaller guards on the court at the end of games. Um, because they're going to get targeted. So he has a lot of questions to ask and that's, you know, finishing against length. It's going to be defensively because he's a bulldog. He fights, you know, he's, he's good at moving his feet defensively and yes. playing with his chest. Um, and he's got good anticipation, but at the end of the day, this is not a guy who has a super long wingspan and he's not tall. So like, he's really got to win with his IQ and, and feel on that end as well. Um, so there are questions certainly, but I, you know, in this class, I, I have him top 10 and I, I think, North Carolina is going to win a lot of games with him leading them. Yeah, Corey, I, I think, you know, another name to bring up is a guy like Sharif Cooper. Um, yeah. Another guy that, we, you know, we, when we did the pod on Sharif, we were in love with the playmaking and, you know, his touch around the rim and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, that size limitation stuff is hard. hard. And, Corey, for me, like, personally, I, I think, you know, we've done this for, this is like our third season, third cycle already. But, you know, like, I've never been huge on, like, the smaller guards. Um, but with Cadeau, there's, like, an influential thing with him that I just can't deny. And even on the defensive side, I remember um, watching him, you know, switch on bigger guys and just not wanting to relent you know, wanting to stand them up, wanting to be competitive against whoever was in front of him. And, and, and that's why I'm holding out hope. Um, if yeah. he can continue to work on that in-between stuff and, um, you know, continue to improve on, you know, s- some of the finer details, who knows? It's like, like, like you just mentioned, in this class, he may end up going in that range that we're talking about. Agreed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's finish up here with, uh, Stefan Castle headed to Yukon, um, Castle six, six combo, combo guard. Um, I, I kind of look at him as more of a lead ball handler, but I think he's going to be capable of playing off the ball. Um, I like Castle a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I like him a lot. Um, I have Castle, uh, top three right now. Okay. And uh, he, from he's right there with Middleton. He certainly has stuff he's got to work on. Mm-hmm. But I, again, like in this class, um, with where I'm at um, in my film stuff, this is a guy who I think is really intriguing. Going to the defending champions, getting to play with a guy like Klingon, um, and you know some of the shooters they have, Cam Spencer, Alex Caravan, like. It's he has an opportunity, I think, to really make a name for himself and cement himself as, you know, a top five, top ten guy. Uh, there is a little bit of that uh Kaysen Wallace kind of boring to him, you know, where he just like plays at his own pace, <laughs> never gets sped up, yeah. you know, just always kind of again, another one of these guys, not like super, super flashy, but like just really effective. So uh but I really like him, man. Where do you want to start with him? Um, <clears throat> hmm. Okay, so with Castle, the first thing that I wrote, Corey, was that um, he's one of these guys that, like, growing up, he saw, like, really smooth ballers and was like, I wanted to grow up and do that. But then now, like, that's, like, his whole game where he's, <laughs> like, so into being smooth and making his game look cool that it's, like, like it, that it seems like he's always just doing that. Um, but I love it. I love it. Like, I love what you said. Like, he always plays at his own pace. What I wrote in my notes, never seems to be going too fast, ever. Like, it Mm. just, he knows exactly how he wants to play the game. And even when he's going fast, it doesn't feel too fast because he has this, like, weird, unique ability to do that. Um, Loved his footwork in in, in the paint. But, okay, where should we start? I I like the passing stuff, dude, Um, with his size and Mm. uh, his vision. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, agreed. And that's why I think, you know, I, I prefer him to kind of be like a lead mm-hmm. ball handler. Um, just that grab and go. Look at this hit ahead. Yeah, God. Alley-oop, hit ahead. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Fudge, man. I, I, I miss this. This is, I'm, now I'm feeling like we're back. God damn. Half court. That's a dime, man. That'll get you going in the morning. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, there, I mean, very Lonzo Lamelo ball esque, you know, um, with that. But that it's that's a big time play in transition. Um, he's got it in the half court too. Uh, you know, when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay. Like he's <laughs> this is the full gamut of the vision. Like self create, oh, on the money, <laughs> corner hit to the weak side. Like, but that big- looked. Corey, even on this one, the size shines, man. Like yep. he's he could see over the defender, no problem, dude. He's got two on me. Bam! Yep. What a laser beam. 
help rotates over. It doesn't matter because he could see over. And this is kind of, you know, obviously the opposite of Cadeau where it's like, you know, he's got to win with speed and IQ and pace. And like, uh, Castle's just, he almost always looks like he's in slow motion. Yeah. You know, like, and, and that size and his strength is, is going to be a real asset. I think size and strength is one of the, most under like strength at least is is what i think is like one of the most under talked about scouting points in the community nice little snug pick and roll play you know to the to the roller here uh and you know he's got a good frame that's gonna fill out and that size and strength that that i think is what we've seen allows guys to really um like contribute early you know, that's why Scoot's going to be so good early on because he could physically handle. It's why Brandon Miller, as much as I love him, he might not be as effective at certain things early on because he, you know, that that strength isn't there yet. Um, and that's something that you got to be patient with with certain prospects. But when you can get a guy who can come in and contribute right away, you know, you have your Josh Giddies who has that size and that frame, you know, to, to come in and be effective right away. I think Castle... Obviously not as tall as a guy like Giddy, but he has enough size, strength, um, potential, and frame that I, I think he's going to be a guy who is really going to be fun to watch. I mean, like we've been saying, Corey, like this game with that size on that team wearing the cool UConn jerseys, mm. this is going to be something to watch, man. Like him running. Oh, God, I can already see it, dude. He's going to have some ESPN moments this season. We're playing with Klingon, dude. And everything we're hearing about Klingon right now, how he's beefing up and getting stronger, getting ready for the new season, supposedly added, what, 20, 25 pounds. That's a lot of pounds. God, that's I, don't know of, if, I don't know if they're good pounds or not. <laughs> that's true. That sounds like a lot of poundage. Um, but, um, you know, we'll see. But if it's good pounds, right, with a guy like Castle, and as you mentioned, the shootings that they have, with caravan and others like it's you you can't help but get excited man and, and once again like i just want to touch on like even on this pass like the the on time on target stuff with him and cadeau is really fun and exciting yeah. to watch and and that's why with, for me on my board right now once again my board is in shambles and it's just names but i do have him and cadeau bunched up together i like both of them almost equally right now but you know as we're talking this out like it makes sense to probably have Castle higher simply because of the size and strength combination that you're talking about. Just look, it's he's looking over all of these guys. He's got clear vision of the whole floor being six foot six. That's great size for a lead ball handler, point guard ish guy, you know? So I'm right there with you, Corey. And the thing with, you know, even after the passing stuff, we'll get into like some of the scoring stuff, but you know, that size continues to translate the smooth um, footwork and stuff that he has, is really fun to watch. So I, I get it, man. He, he's, he's, he's great. Yeah. And you know, I think you could envision him throwing this pass to uh, Klingon. Yes. You, know, it, uh, you touched on it. His ball placement on passes. I really like, like he's, he throws to space. He leads guys. Um, he could see over. He had, he trusts his big, that's a big thing with, with young guards is like having the trust to throw difficult passes, knowing that like they might not fully expect it mm -hmm. um that's a hard pass it's there's three defenders right there and he, he squeezes it in and uh you know i i like that kind of stuff now not like 
the most knockdown shooter you're yeah. ever going to find. Um, but I think he's a capable, capable three point shooter. And for me, that's solid enough to work with. I mean, that is a, a tough, that's a nice one. Sm- that's smooth, man. Yeah. Like, like he has, he could put together these combo moves. And again, he's never sped up, you know, like it's, it's pace. He's setting guys up. He's making them work at his speed and he's confidently knocking down a tough off the bounce jumper against Duncanville, you know, one of the better high school teams. Um, he almost reminds me a little bit in the way that he gets his offense to like shade and sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not as bouncy. I, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, give the impression that, that he could jump like Shaden, but when he like Shaden is such a smooth, yeah. um, like offensive talent. And, and I think he's, got more scoring chops than castle does um you know because of you know the um the athleticism difference and i just think there's you know the shot is smoother but there's something there with with castle offensively as a a a scorer as well no i'm with you man i i think especially in the in the clips that you're playing right here you can start to see it um i i did notice though Corey, on like deeper threes he's doing some stuff with his feet Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was just him kind of getting acclimated to the deeper range, him having to kind of muster some extra power there um, that, you know, with more reps and him continuing to strengthen his lower half and his 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 core, I think that'll come a little bit easier. But I, I'm with you, dude. I, I think right now uh, he I wouldn't say that he's like a knockdown shooter, a very good shooter even, but you can see, uh, you know, some hints of him becoming a good one. And um, if he's going to continue to be this smooth and um, that much of a threat with his passing, then you can start to see him, you know, slowly developing in this area as well. And, you know, that becoming a bit of a more of a weapon. I think right now, I think I'm a little bit more uh, confident in Cadeau's shooting than Castle's. But that doesn't mean that I think Castle's not going to be a good shooter. Um, and once again, with him being six foot six, like that's, um, that's that's definitely a, a benefit for him. Yeah, no, I, I think Cadeau is a smoother shooter. Yeah. Um, but with Castle, I, I just think that he has to, like, he's a good enough shooter mm-hmm. that um, just the threat of, of his offense is enough that, like, you still have to guard it, you know? And look, there's definitely some some shots that you go, oh, all right, yeah. like, he's he's not, like right there right like he's he's got some stuff um and because he's not super bursty you know because he's he plays at his own pace sometimes like when he doesn't get enough separation you know he could throw up some stuff that you're like ooh, all right like <laughs> let's get that one back mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like this one iso squaring up uh through the legs a whole bunch of dribble sidestep and off the side of the backboard so he has some stuff to work out as a three point shooter. Um, but I also like that he's got, you know, the mid range pull up to his game. And I think he's a potential three level score. I think all of these guys have the potential to, to score at three levels. Um, which is good because we're talking about guys that we all have (laughs) ranked in our top 10 right now. (laughs) Um, but you know, with castle, I think it's gonna be really important um, because of the pace that he plays and he's not super bursty and and twitchy, but just allows his size and his shot making. And uh, he's got that ISO pick and roll, whatever it is. And and for me, 
from a pick and roll ball handler, it's why I think like Chris Paul has been so effective and still is able to be uh, super effective. I think being able to get to like the elbow out of a ball screen and knock down a mid range jumper is one of the more underrated skills that young high school players like don't have in their bag. Um, like for guards who, who play in the pick and roll, because when you're able to knock down that little shot and guys are going over, um, you know, and let's say the bigs in a drop, like you're, you're able to hit that shot efficiently now, like the big has to come up and play you, right? Like he's got to play you a little bit higher up. Um, and then that allows the roller to, you know, get a free lane to the rim. And if the low man is there, that means that you're going to have options open in the corners. So like, or on the wing off of one more. So like, I think it's such a huge shot and, you know, it's something that I, I think castle really, uh, has a potential to develop. I'm with you, man. I, I think it just looks a lot smoother than the mid range. Um, mm. I, I think you see it in the feet. Um, it, it's, it's not, he's not doing that thing where like his feet have to like come together at the end of it because, you know, he's trying to muster that extra strength. It looks very much within his range when he's taking these shots from the mid range. And as we've mentioned throughout, like the smoothness is what's helping him. Um, not the burstiest guy, but because of the pace that he plays with, he creates enough separation for himself in that area. And then once again, you know, at six six, you start to have <clears throat> more opportunities to hit this shot. So I'm right there with you, man. And with everything that you said, all right, leveraging all that and having that in your bag, the d- different opportunities that he could then create with his unbelievable passing um, ability, you start to get excited. So I'm right there with you. And then, you know, off of this, when he starts getting to it, I wanted to ask how you felt about, you know, him attacking the rim. Cause I felt he's got some real good stuff going to the rim as well with his footwork and that like over the head snatch stuff. But yeah, I, I really like him as a finisher. Yeah. Uh, the numbers don't necessarily bear it out as much as like you would want mm-hmm. them to. Um, but I like how physical he is as a finisher. Like he's going through Ron Holland now, like Ron Holland is for a lot of people is the number one prospect in this draft. Uh, he's somebody you liked a lot when we saw him live at, at hoop summit and he's just kind of pushing him around like big boy, you know, like (laughs) Holland can't stop. Uh, and he's not going fast. There's not a lot of momentum. He's got him pinned, you know, pretty far away and just pace, and then, like, let me just push him out of the way, finish through, and one. Um, so there's a lot to like. Now, the numbers say, from you know, per synergy, um, on the Under Armour circuit, he finished 46% in the half court. So, like, obviously, there are times when the finishing kind of doesn't work, when he can't really use that physicality to its full advantage. Uh, we'll see an example uh, of that on on this possession where it ultimately you know he doesn't have a ton he, he makes a nice little move but somebody's in the paint he just kind of throws up yeah. some junk yeah um so i think eliminating some of this stuff like he misses the read here he forces that up and if we pause it um as he gets a, a paint touch mm-hmm. he's got that corner shooter yep. you know right. and like instead he tries to get into the paint draw some contact uh, so I, I think, you know, and it goes back to like, he's not a perfect passer. Like that's a pass Cadeau makes, mm-hmm. but he missed it. So there's definitely some times where like, all right, he's, he's got some work to do on the reads, but as far as the finishing goes again, I, I think he's smooth. I think he's skilled. I think he's tough. And they're all traits that I think are going to allow him to be a good finisher here. Yeah. Crafty little footwork there. Yeah. 
you know, with the kind of like reverse Euro mm-hmm. um, to get him to the rim. And the little hang has he, whoop. Yeah. That's yeah. slick. He loves himself a Euro. He loves himself a over the head snatch. Yeah. Um, he's really good at it. And as you know, he knows how to leverage that size to make this even more effective and create more separation. But, you know, he is going to go against better interior defenders, stronger, faster guys. So it is going to be interesting to see him continue to develop in this as well. And Corey, what that position before that you showed where he missed that strong side corner, that's the, that's the Kado to, to, to car pass every single time. Was, mm-hmm. He was so freaking good at that. But I'm with you, man. I, I think there's so much to like about Castle here. Um, and once again, I think the context is going to be unbelievable where he's playing and the opportunities that he's going to get. And I, I feel like there's not going to be as much pressure on him either because of you know the wealth of talent they have on that team. And cl- all, all eyes will be on Klingon as well. So, um, yeah, man, he, I'm excited. Yep uh i agree he's he's gonna be really interesting to watch and you know even here going up finishing gets into the body finishing against length he snakes the ball screen he wins with pace there's not a ton of vertical pop um at all times and that's something that you know you think might be able to hurt him but he wins with just skill pace and the guys that he's going to be able to play off of um I think when they get in the film room and you go back to that possession where he missed the shooter, like Cam Spencer's in that corner. Like mm-hmm. when they get in film, they'd be like, Hey, you can't miss this pass because that's, <laughs> that's a layup, <laughs> you know, like uh, your caravans in that corner. Like, Hey, open shot. Nobody 10 feet. That's a layup and he'll learn. Yeah. Um, but I think he's super intriguing. I think his game is, is really fun. And um I have him top three right now just because I think he's another guy like you're not going to be able to pick on him defensively. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he um, holds up on that end early on in the season. Obviously, having a guy like Klingon to back you up allows you to take chances that you might not normally take. Be physical in a lot of ways. Their their depth there allows that. Uh, But I think UConn's going to be right back in the mix this year. They're going to be a lot of fun. He's going to be a big reason why. Yeah. Yeah, he um, he's fun. And just like off of what you were saying before, Corey, very slithery. He's really good at that stuff, man. Just like getting to where he needs to get to without running through walls and stuff. Like I just love watching that type of finesse um, and that type of skill. So I'm excited. I'm excited. And I think, Corey, this was like a really good start for us because these are three names that not might not be in a lot of like consensus top tens, but three names that I think um, are going to be really, really interesting to watch. And I think we'll garner, these guys are, will garner more attention as the season goes on because of the unfortunate um, lack of, you know, superstar talent in this yeah. class. So I, I, I like these three names. I'm glad we started here and um, excited to see how they develop. Yeah, I think that if we can just get past that there's not yeah. a no-brainer superstar, then we can really enjoy the scouting process i mean we're gonna sickos like us are going to enjoy the scouting process you know no matter what um i think this is going to be one of the most pure scouting drafts like in a while because it's the biggest opportunity to get away from consensus and i think that the draft space continues to grow and more people get into it and we still fall victim to consensus and groupthink and i think even with you know 
draft Twitter continuing on. Like, I think there's going to be some darlings that show up. There's going to be surprises that people, you know, uh, that are sophomores or juniors that are returning to college that are really going to pop, um, that I think have the potential to be lottery guys. So it's just going to be a really fun scouting season. I'm glad that we can finally get back into it. Uh, and I think this is a good way to do it because last year we went really in depth on a bunch of guys, which I think, you know, we did a really good job on ultimately because, you know, we we called our shots and I think we called our shots early and I think it kind of translated to the the season. But this way, this will give us an opportunity to cover uh, a wider, um, you know, group of guys before because yeah, I think we probably did like seven to 10 guys in the preseason. And this is going to give us an opportunity to cover a whole bunch of guys for people to get familiar with. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, hit subscribe and uh, comment below your feelings on Scotty Middleton, Elliot Cadeau and Stefan castle. And uh, if you're listening on a podcast feed, make sure that you subscribe, you rate and you review and, uh, Get ready to buckle up because No Ceilings is going to have a lot of fun stuff when the cycle kicks off. Written, video, audio, the whole gamut. Some new members to the crew. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. Feels good to be back, Albert. Feels amazing to be back. Feels amazing. Um, We took a good bit of time off, but I think we needed it. I know, Corey, you went on vacation with your wife, and that was that looked amazing. Oh, We're very jealous. Albert, Napa. If I was you're you're in LA, you're a yeah. short drive away. Yeah. <laughs> I might I, that might be a weekend trip for me at least once a month if I was there. First Napa trip. Uh I think my life goal now is to coach at prolific prep after spending some time in Napa. <laughs> you know, normally, you know, my wife is an arrogant New Yorker who uh, who I love and I feel very similar to her to where we're like, oh, we could only live in certain states or mm-hmm. certain places in the country. This was like her dream vacation. You know, she came to Summer League um, and then I was like, all right, well, let's go to Napa after, you know, and that's how I got her out to Summer League. And uh, right away, she's like, these are my people. <laughs> <laughs> We went to uh, one of the wineries where, um, and we got a wine, uh, Camus Vineyards, and mm. uh, we got a, a little private tasting. And um, the person who was giving us, you know, the tasting, they break down, you know, all the wines and, and everything for you. But they also told us, you know, we got into, oh, what do you do? You know, they were asking, what are you out here for? And I told her, you know, no ceilings, you know, the basketball stuff. And she's like, oh, um, the San Antonio Spurs rented us out a couple of weeks ago. She's like, apparently there's a seven, five guy. And, um, but he, he wasn't allowed to drink. Mm. So, <laughs> so no wine tasting for Victor Wembanyama at the Camus yeah. vineyards, uh, before summer league. He's going to have to adjust. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's allowed <laughs> to drink in Europe. So unfortunately for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, vacation was fun. The break was fun, but we're back. We're back. We're back. So thank you for rocking with us. Uh, That's it from your boys. Until next week, three more prospects. Going to be fun. We out. Peace. Peace.